Well, good morning, friends. Tuesday morning, September 14, and I'm looking forward to a wonderful day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad and hope that you're looking forward to a wonderful day. Understand this is the day God's made for us to live for him. I hope that you can find somebody that you can tell about the Lord today. That'd be a wonderful thing to do, my friend. And I'd encourage you to do so. Always somebody out there that we can find if we look hard enough. God says, lift up your eyes and look on the field for they're wide already the harvest. The problem is not that people can't get saved. The problem is that we haven't lifted our eyes to find those that God would save if we would just talk to them. I hope you find somebody today. And do what you can do and try to keep someone from going to hell. Invite them to church. Help your church out. Would you do that? And more than that, get some rewards in heaven. And um, that'd be a great thing to do. Want to read to you this morning. Into the pastor's podcast from Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse. It says, therefore, shall you keep all the commandments, which I command you this day, that you may be strong, go in and possess the land whither you go to possess it. Mediocrity has sadly become the accepted in life to the detriment of God's work, our country, and the next generation. I know that's a bold statement. I know it makes some people upset to say, oh, we don't live in a mediocre society. Then you've got blindfolds on, my friend, because I'm telling you right now, we are a very mediocrity-based society, and you'd be a fool to say that that's not true. Sadly, What's even more sad is that many churches are satisfied with empty seats, with empty baptismal waters, and, and shutting down altar calls. You see, there used to be a day when every church in every city desired to be the biggest church in their city. By the way, can I just tell you this? There's nothing wrong with that desire. Only the slugger would not want to give them the largest church. Doesn't mean that you will be, but you at least ought to desire it. A church that doesn't have it is a church that's probably dying. I'd get out of a church that just says, well, I'm happy with what I have. Hogwash on that. World going to hell, my friend. Somebody's got to reach them. Why don't you strive to have the biggest church? Because that means that you're trying to reach the most people for Jesus Christ. Only the Pharisee would say, ah, you're just after numbers. That's because the Pharisee, hadn't led one person to Jesus Christ. And that's why they always try to use that lame argument to try to cover up their laziness for not going so winning. Now, there is a great need for God to do something big, something great through a church or an individual's life. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Second Chronicles 6.19, God says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. My friend, it's obvious that God desires to do something big. The only reason he doesn't do anything big is because we don't have that desire. You see, he doesn't, we don't have, we don't have that desire that would cause us to separate from anything that would keep us from seeing God do something great through our life or ministry. Now, Moses, Moses challenged the people in his final days of his life to go in and possess the land. He says there's three reasons why you should desire for God to do something big in your life. 
Let me share those three reasons with you. First, because you know what God can do. Verse seven says, but our eyes have seen all the great acts of the Lord, which he did. There are some my age who have seen what God can do. We're, we're, not, we're not that separated from the great works of the past of God, that what he's done. We've seen thousands saved every year. Many have seen God build large churches that still hold true to the old time religion. I can remember a brother Hiles having running a church of 15,000 every Sunday, having 3,000 saved and 5,000 saved and baptized on one Sunday. Yet we've got a bunch of lazy preachers out there. And I'm very adamant about this because I'm tired of these preachers attacking a brother Hiles and a Tom Malone and a Lee Robertson because they're lazy, no good for nothing. Get out of the ministry type of preacher. That needs, that's what they need to do because they're doing nothing. They're destroying their work because they're playing their games. Somewhere, somebody, we, we've seen the big works. We've seen God do something. Why should we desire to do something? Because we've seen it. Second, you should desire for God to do something big and not because your children need to see it. Verses two and three says, I speak not with your children, which have not known, which have not seen the chastisement of the Lord your God, his greatness, his mighty hand, and his stretched out arm and his miracles and his acts. Can I tell you, you may have seen God do great works, but your children haven't. And if the old time religion is going to continue to future generations, they need to see God do something big in their life. The great works of God don't need to be a story time of yesteryear, but a testimony of what they've seen God do with their own eyes. Don't be so selfish not to sacrifice, to see great works in the life of those that, uh, as, as those in the past um, could have seen. You listen to me, your children need to see it. I'm telling you, it's sad our children don't see it. We're so busy playing, we're, so, we're, we're more enamored with preaching around the country than we are trying to build a church where we live. I'm saying, you've seen them. That's why we ought to do great works. Your children need to see it. That's why we need to do great, great works. Third, you should desire for God to do something big in your life because the future of your nation depends on it. My friend, God says in verse nine, that ye may prolong your days in the land. The future of our country depends on God doing something mighty in our life. And in our church, all it takes for your nation to die is for one generation not to see God do mighty works in your life and ministry. I want you to listen to me. We're losing our nation. I'm talking about the United States of America. We're losing. I, I know there's other people from around uh, from other nations that watch this. And I understand you probably feel the same way. But I'm talking about the United States of America. Our churches are closing down. Um, we, we don't have people to fill the pulpits. Our, our Bible colleges are turning out players instead of servants. They're turning out people who want to, who want, who want everything easy. They don't want to live by faith. They want everything secure. Whatever happened to the young person that had a burning, that pioneering spirit that said, I'll go start a church in a storefront and I'll do something great for God. Whatever happened to that? Oh, we need something great in our ministry, in our, in our nation. America's dying. We need churches. We need men of God. We need young people to be go off to Bible college. We have a Bible Institute here. And let me tell you something at our Bible Institute here at Maranatha Baptist Church. I'm not interested in training people that don't live, that don't attempt something great for God. I want to train them to do something great for God. That's what we want. 
Oh, we need to desire something big for God. We're losing our nation. My friend, would you, would you do something? Would you attempt something great for God? It takes faith. It's not easy. You won't be liked. You'll be attacked by the lazy guys. The only one that doesn't like this right here is a lazy monger. That's what, that's the only one that doesn't like what I've said right now. Because I've made them uncomfortable and they know it. I'm challenging you. Right now, I'm challenging you. Do something big. If you're a bus captain, build the biggest bus route. If you're a Sunday school teacher, build the biggest Sunday school class. If you're a pastor, build the biggest church. If you're a Christian, do the biggest thing for God that God could ever do. D.L. Moody said, the world has yet to see what God could do through one man who's holy, committed to him. D.L. Moody said, I'll be that man. Who'll be that man for this generation? I hope it's you. My friend, I hope you take this challenge right. I hope you understand my passion for our nation, for our churches. We've got to do something. Let's go do something big for God. Amen. Would you do that? Hey, remember today, be good to everybody. Everybody's having a tough time. Have a great day, my friend.